Can you hear All me? All right. I got Kool-Aid in here. Unbelievable. That was some, that was something, man. Unbelievable. I'm in utter shock. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like a game like that, like you remember the game when um, Harris threw it to Westbrook and Westbrook threw it to uh, what's his name, Garrison Matthews, and they lost to the Wizards, being up like five with thir- with like ten seconds left. Yeah. All right, so 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 that I mean that was when I still cared about winning and losing more more uh, more or less, and like so this I wasn't like you know ready to bl- break anything, but look, I mean like this is, it's kind of the same thing that it's been for a while now, which is that you know, uh, uh, they don't have as as we've been saying, me and you like in the groups or on our calls, whatever it is, like they don't have a point guard. They don't have anyone that can that can just settle everybody down. They were totally out of sorts for the last, you know, whatever it was, last minute and a half. And that's why they turned the ball over three or four times and didn't get a rebound, and they looked so ra- uh, rattled the entire time. Uh, and they also don't have a coach that, that I think has that great of a, of a feel for his team and for winning basketball games. And so that that's how recipes like that happen. Um, I totally agree with everything you just said. The issue for me was when I look at Dorian Smith getting the pass on the wing, yeah. he was so quick to get rid of it. No, get your feet set. If you get your feet set, take a dribble. Right. Dribble out of there. They have to foul. They have to foul at that point. Yep. You, you're you going to hit at least one, like, this is why I talk about basketball IQ. And now you have players that are not used to being in situations. So for that, I probably would have put Subner on the floor. Somebody else who can create and get or, by. Or or like or honestly, just as just to just to calm everybody down, I'd put Seth in there. Yeah, somebody, anybody. Like if they're gonna trap you, my next pass is to Bridges in the middle. Yeah. You and and you gotta have or you bring Cam Cam Johnson in, and you let him be the middleman, the high man. It, it's just this is this is coaching. Um, you didn't settle the guys down. I don't know if he had a timeout left or not, but I don't think me, he did. It's just like too many times we're watching the league get away from us, and you do nothing. Yep. Like, at, at this point. I'm I'm not I know we're gonna be in the lottery. Um you know what can we really expect out of this team that's been put together in the month with a coach who's 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 inadequate at his job. Um this is also about roster construction. So when they did nothing to kind of give you what you needed to balance. After the trades, and you know, there was a lot going on with that. You, you take it as this season is just a wash. Hey, guys. You know. <laughs> there he is, the man of the hour. Damn. Was that Bam, the New Jersey best or not? Bam, I actually almost called you on multiple times. One, one I, I had the same thought that you had about Ben Simmons' shirt. Oh, that was hysterical, dude. 
that 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 he knew to match with the uh I'm assuming that was for the Liberty. It was. So I got home late. I'm like, why is Claxton wearing this like turquoise headband? And then I realized it and they mentioned something on the broadcast. And then they showed Ben and I just, I just said, Oh, that's hysterical. Like yeah. he, he literally matched his the fact that he had a shirt with that color, you know, to match, but well you know he know months ahead of time. So Yeah, I guess so, right? Uh, man, I mean, I'm sure you guys have already started talking about it, but what, was that the New Jersey Nets or what? Nah, nah that's just with Jacques Vaughn. Hey, <laughs> so, you know, obviously a lot of things went wrong, but why did he take uh, Finney Smith out for Harris on the last free throw? What was the point of that? Uh, I don't know. We were also saying, like, how did he not, like, there were a million different things. Like, Of course, like, right. Where was, like, where was... I mean, just to have another person who could just dribble, like where was Curry or Sumner or any, like anyone, I mean, any type of timeout. I mean, like we, we started off just by saying like, you know, this is kind of what happens when you have a coach that most people think is pretty inadequate and that doesn't have a feel for when to call timeouts and when to settle his team. And also when you don't have a real point guard, like as much as I dislike, I mean, me and Bam probably, and, and Kool-Aid probably just like the Knicks more than any three trio of Nets fans in the world. But, like, that type of stuff doesn't happen with Brunson. Like, he's just under control. Like, right. you, you have someone like Dinwiddie, and, like, these things just happen. Like, I, I said at the top to, to Kool-Aid, that play kind of reminded me of the uh, the Nets loss to the Wizards where that when Harris threw the ball yeah. to Westbrook. Yep. And Westbrook threw it to Garrison Matthews for the three. Like, that was the same thing. It's just out of control – like not not real. Like Harris also is just not a guy who should have the ball in his hand. It's the same shit over and over again. Yeah, and Aquaro hitting the three was just like the cherry on top of a whole unlikely scenario that unfolded bit by bit. Well, the basketball guard shot on us. Mitchell missed the free throw. Yeah, right. and this and this is the issue. Like for that free throw, I might have had Sharp, Claxon, Johnson, all of them in there. Just get the rebound. Yeah, so just- he pulled. He pulled Finney Smith after the first shot. And I was like, well, he wants to do that for offense. Like, I get it, but he had a timeout. So if he makes it right, wouldn't you just take your timeout and then reassess as a group anyway? Because mm-hmm. Mitchell clearly knew he missed it because he went right in for it. I, you know, almost could have been a violation. He I, went, know, I was about to say, it kind of was a violation, but I mean, yeah. they're obviously not going to call it. But Yeah. Hey, look, positive wise, I think the last couple games, like, I think Dayron has played his best basketball. Yeah, I mean, look, my my big takeaway, which was something that, which the reason why I really wanted to pod tonight is, I think that like we we can obviously talk about the playoffs and what we want and whatnot, but I think what we're seeing right now is a testament to why um, being in the middle in the NBA is tough because you know I'm looking at all the different guys that the Nets have on the roster and. You know, like they're and I know that they're trying to win games, even though I think that obviously they didn't really think that they had much of a shot of going anywhere this year, because that's why I think Marks didn't make any other moves. I think he was basically like the season's kind of is what it is. But, you know, they have these pieces and that they're going to have to liquidate this summer. But you have guys like Finney Smith, for example, who like isn't playing for quarters on end, who I think had real value. I mean, and we've heard that he had real value you know, four weeks ago, and even a guy like Cam Johnson, who I think is going to be back, but who like, but even in a sign and trade type 
situation, whatever it is. I mean, you have like whatever Seth Curry's value was. And then on top of it, they're not really uh, playing their young guys like, you know, Cam and even trying out Sumner. I mean, Sharp is obviously there, but like there's the, I, I'm just the, the entire time I'm watching this game, I'm just kind of like, this is a team that's like kind of trying to play to win, but also isn't even like playing all of their best guys yeah. all the time because Vaughn is kind of picking and choosing who his favorites are. And it's leading to this, you know, like mishmash of, of weird rotations that I don't think help the, the short term or the long term. You know, if you notice, Cam Johnson didn't play a lick in that fourth quarter. No. Uh, and this has happened before. He trusts Royce O'Neal over him. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know how I, I mean, I've, I've been down on Cam the last few weeks, but, you know, again, I, as I've stepped further away from the trade, I'm less angry and just in like the let's see mode. And, you know, you start thinking more rationally. So someone like Cam Johnson, it's a tough spot. Like he's yeah. trying to find his role. It's it's a bit of an expanded role. Yeah. But it's not like Bridges, who he's getting a ton of extra usage, uh, where he's, you know, clearly like the main guy. So with better players around a guy like that, he would play better. Same with Finney Smith. You know, it's it's a different spot for them. They don't play the same consistent minutes and the same roles they were playing. So it's hard for them. It's really hard for everybody besides like Dinwiddie and and Bridges because they have the ball a lot. So there's there's no system, like right. It's just like it's really it really is the same shit that they tried to do with the other guys, but the players aren't nearly as good. And and my, so let me let me let me say this because you brought up something um, great with Cam Johnson and not playing. So the one thing we've noticed that Cam Cam Johnson. And Mikel Bridges are vocal. And if you're really listening to what they're saying, they haven't been singing a ring and endorsement for, for Jacques Vaughn. Cam definitely and, not. Um, you know, and people people will think I'm going crazy or you're looking too far. No. When the man tells you, okay, yeah, we doing schematically, we're doing things different. But when you start saying we're doing things completely different than what you're accustomed to and you went to the finals, that says a lot. Yeah. Like we 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 can we can go on about this XYZ. I went to the finals. I come in from a winning program. I'm here now. Mikel Bridges said the best thing. He told Jacques Vaughn, hey, why are we still running Katie and Kyrie plays and they're not here anymore? All you're supposed to do is simplify take what the guy was doing where he was at and add two or three plays just for him. Same with Spencer. You know, Cam Cam needs to be able to post up. He can't do that yet. Um, and he needs a real point guard to play with to get him open. But he's also missing wide open threes. A lot of them. Yeah, part of that, you know, got, look, I, I tend to go by the, the larger numbers, right? His shot is gonna fall, yeah. But he—he's right now. He's—he's—he's he's, he's probably thinking, "Fuck!" Like, you know, I was just in Phoenix like a month and a half ago, and he has to drop falling. You know, things were going well. You know, you start to doubt yourself. You know, as a professional, a little bit. And but oh, but him and but him and him and um um Finley Smith. You know, the one thing that they don't do—they don't drive to the basket. No consistently like no. them two should be going to for layups and dunks four times out the game 
Because if you telling me you shooting ten shots and all your shots are threes, um, yeah, Smith, or like nineteen footers, you know, yeah, yeah, you you could go. He's yeah. a specialist now. He went from a three and D to a specialist. So yeah, I mean, look, he's his his shooting has been, I mean, just generally like terrible in Brooklyn. I mean, dude, he was, he's been finished shit since he got here. Let's be honest. He, well, he has both, not well, well, both of them. I mean, like. I mean, Cam Johnson, for example, was shooting 46% from three, which is insane with Phoenix. And now he's shooting 34%. I mean, to go yeah, down. Cam Johnson. What is that? He's Cam Johnson. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, and so I agree. Like, I, I tend to think that all this stuff goes back to the, goes back to the, uh, to the meme. But like, I think the bigger thing, which, which Kool-Aid has obviously been singing the praises for, and I'm sorry for the uh, amount of sirens that keep going by my apartment, but um, the, the big the, the big issue to me is that to me there are like there are two different types of coaches. There's coaches who like and the best ones are the ones who they can basically do um oh, I'm waiting for this uh fire truck to go by, but they can basically uh take any any piece and make it work and they will change their own system to better the players. And then there's other coaches that are like, I can be successful if I have my guys. So like Tibbs is like a my guys person. Tibbs isn't going to change his system at, in, in, in based off of his personnel. He's basically like, get me my type of guys. Whereas someone like Pat Riley was able to kind of change systems and Spolster is someone similar who like can kind of get certain players, make the, make the proper changes and play different styles. And Vaughn to me seems like he's more of someone who wants his type of players, but even with his type of players, it's not like he's getting the results that he wants. Like, like to me, it's inexcusable to be a team that is like treading on making the playoffs, maybe not. And like, because Cam Johnson is cold, not playing him like minutes. Like, that's just like, like, there's certain, like, Cam Johnson's too talented. This isn't like a 37-year-old Gordon Hayward or something like that who deserves minutes because of his pedigree. Like, Cam Johnson should be playing 30-something minutes a game because he's 26 years old, and allegedly he should be, he's the future of the, the team. And to, to not really know how to fit certain guys, and it seems like playing favorites every other game, I mean, Cool has more playing experience than any of us, and you two are both, both much more than me, but, like, that's just like the type of inconsistency that isn't going to breed any type of success. I just don't really get it. Well, well, right. It's like, is the strategy to make the six seed or is it to try to see what you have in the future? Right. And like oh, Cam Johnson theoretically should represent both, right? He should be able to help them now. Yeah. And you see what they get, right. get out of him for the future. Finney Smith, I have less complaints about him not playing a fourth quarter because I, I I don't think he, I think there's I think he's just more useful on a more veteran team further down the line than we. Cam Johnson was billed as a guy that could be part of that future, so it is a little concerning that Royce O'Neal is eating his minutes up. But from just a straight win the game perspective, you know Royce has played well, you know, and, and he had a big three tonight that I don't put the game away. Uh, to put them up eight late early in that uh, with like you know just a couple minutes left, so yeah, it, it's a tough balancing act, man. Well, <laughs> Boy, was that a well, kick in the nuts game? <laughs> well, well, to 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 piggyback off of what you just said, so here's the issue for me: you, even though you want to be in between, Jacques Vaughn in his head already kept saying nine-man rotation, right? When you have a new team that's being put together, how can you say a nine-man rotation? And you need to see all the pieces. 
and how it looks going forward. So I also look at Seth Curry shouldn't have been on this team, nor Patty after the, the deadline. That would have gave you two spots, but it would have gave the kids time to play. Like realistically, we've won five games since the since since, since the um trades. I think it's we were, uh, six, right? We were thirty four and twenty four. With we only won thirty nine. We we had thirty nine. Yeah, it's look they they're playing. This group as a whole is playing at like a bottom seven eight record pace. It's it's bad. Yeah, and but then he's and the he's, offense is bottom four. I think, and I think they're I think they're even worse. By the way, because I think if they I think if they had to play, I think if they played a full season with this team, I think they're worse than Orlando and they're worse than Indiana. Yep. So it's funny because Clay called me the other night. We were on the phone for like an hour and a half, and I I, I pulled up the standings and I said, you know, Clay, I said I, I use that exact example. I said if this team had to play eighty two games. Do you think it's better than Indiana? No way. And he said it's probably about the same. And I said, fair. I said, Indiana is 30, or I guess they're now 33 and 40. And I said, and then Orlando, right? Orlando won again tonight. They're now 31 and 43. And that's a team that's ascending. They were abysmal early in the year. They've been playing much better basketball. And that's with Halliburton, for the Pacers, it's also with Halliburton missing a decent amount of time. And if you project out what the Nets have had, I mean, Bridges, knock on wood, has been healthy. Right. So, so, so we don't have the talent we thought. Like let's let, let's let's forget the two stars we lost, right? So they're they're gone. I don't believe right now as presently constructed going to play in the play in. If we play the Atlanta, we're losing. Right? Hundred percent that's a loss. Then then it's what? The the, Raptors, the winner of Toronto and Chicago. With they're the gonna get us out. They're going to get us out of here. Yeah, with and an so, outside shot of maybe Indiana pulling in there. So, Bam, you'll get what you want as far as being in the lottery. I, at this point, I don't care because I don't think – I went in thinking in the beginning this team would be a tough out, meaning that they could win a first round and take somebody to game five or six in the second round. And if something, you know, fortunate luck happens – they could sneak it out, but I, I think he's 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 burning them down. They should be playing almost forty minutes a game at this at this point. We have all this depth, and you don't use it. That's coaching. You know, I don't think any of us. I, I thought the team would play. I don't think any of us realized just how much they would struggle offensively. Um, Are we going to get to forty-two wins? No way. Wait, what are they at? 39. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, then they will. Sorry, I said that. Oh, hold on. I'll give you the schedule. There's <laughs> only nine games left. Three and six. They're going to lose to Miami. They're at Miami. I think they're going to get blown out by Miami. Okay, then they're at the next night. Those two losses. Okay. That's probably two losses, yeah. They come home to Houston. We'll say that that's a win, right? Okay. All right. Then they host the Hawks. That's a loss. That's a loss. Okay. Then they host the Jazz. Depending on. Yeah, it depends how, how much the Jazz are. T- yeah, it depends where the Jazz are probably at that point. Right. And, and, that, and that'll be the only way they get to 42. You know. And teams like that decide, all right, we're shutting it down. They should. Just, I'll say this. They should get to 42 because it, 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 they have the Jazz, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves the are definitely. Timberwolves going to get us out of there. They got Towns back. Yeah. But they got the Pistons and the Magic in the last two of their last three games. 
Philly in the last game could be playing for absolutely nothing. But 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 we already seen a Philly team without their stars beat us without yeah, stars. It's different the last game of the year, you know. Um, but look, it's going to be close. Like three and six is not impossible. So that's crazy because remember, y'all, I told y'all in the beginning when they had them under forty six wins, and I and I took the um, I took the bet. It was like almost it was twenty seven thousand to one or something like that. That's what yeah. Katie asked out. I lost that bet. <laughs> and hey, well, you're gonna need a miracle. And it's funny because literally just like a week ago, they were playing a good stretch of ball. They had a great first half in OKC after the uh, the Nuggets win, and they collapsed in that second half against OKC. And like it's kind of gone back to like, oh, it went back to him not making adjustments. Yeah, like it, it, like at the end of the day, and y'all remember when I said this to y'all when the extension happened, I told y'all it was over. We're gonna be losing. And it's, it's we're gonna lose because of coaching. I said that to y'all in the chat. Yeah. Look, <laughs> he he's he he. The issue for me that that bothers me so much is that I don't think we're looking to win for another two to three years. And the reason why I say that is with, with the stars, they wasn't keeping him with the stars. That was proven. That's why they gave him the extension after or everything played out. That was like the thank you. Here, here's the extra year. Yeah, but they gave right. him more. But they gave him more than one year. They gave him two that was after years. the stars left. Yeah, but see, I'm agreeing I'm with saying. you. Like that, like you're saying, when he yeah. took over, and they said we're going to keep you for the rest of the year. It was the rest of the year, and next year was a team option, right? And and and, and I think the money, like the year, was like a. They, I said I don't think it was a team option, but no, no, I they said it. Just, they said it. Was it? Was it? A team, okay. Yeah. So it was really one year, but gotcha. we'll say it's two. So you don't look like a lame duck. Right. Just so we give you that. And then as soon as the stars left, we're going to extend you. So if you wasn't good enough to coach the stars on more than a one year deal, then how am I supposed to believe that the organization is really trying to build up from what we got? Well, I'll say this. I don't think they can like they can really think of like themselves as like a true competitive team, top five in your conference team, probably for another two years. But I do think if they get, you know, they get themselves into the lottery, even if they're picking, you know, 13th or whatever it is, Phoenix's pick looks like it could be anywhere from 18 to 22. You know, honestly, they could f- certainly fall into the plane. I was looking at their schedule today. It is very difficult. Yep. Who knows when yeah. KD comes back. Um, so with those two picks and then some creative trades, you know, they can certainly become a much deeper, more well-rounded team that I think could, you know, win in the high 30s, low 40s, and maybe be a more exciting. There's there's different 40-win teams. Like, yeah. remember, what, like, that last year with Lopez and Johnson and Hollins when they lost to Atlanta? That was a really unfun. Yeah, like, that was horrible. 39-win team. Although that was just not fun could, to watch. I, I still maintain that I think that they could have won that series. They could have, but, like, that was just – that was not fun. No, no, it was a bad – it was a terrible season. The 42 wins with D'Angelo Russell and those guys, you feel like you're building towards something. That's exciting. So there is a I chance. See, that could be a mirage too because if you look because if you look at it, if you, you know, play hindsight, right, none of those players when they left really excelled. No, they were a team that was like the, the sum of the parts was better. Yeah. Whole, but Jared so, was good, and, but Jared has probably peaked a little bit. Yeah, and so yeah. – 
you know, D'Angelo Russell looks good now because now he knows he's the third option. He knows he's not the second and he's not the he's, first. He's not. I'm, I'm not holding my breath. I, I still don't think he's good. And look, all those guys were hungry too. Look, yeah, you know they all 18 to $20 million a year NBA players that, at the, that were together at the right time of their career. They had great cohesion. They had good veterans that knew their roles. And they had roles. a good coach. And they had a, good, they had a coach. good coach. That that Look, people used to kill Atkinson early in that year because he would sit Russell because he would fuck up towards the end of the game. And then right? the same thing happened in Minnesota. <clears throat> right. And it's like, well, he, you know what? Russell went to the All-Star game that year. He got paid off there. At, sometimes when you coach players, particularly young players, you got to give them some tough love. So, Well, not even that. Think about this. In that season, First, it was Levert lead, leading us. He the gets start, hurt. Right. Then Spencer messes up his thumb because you. I, I, so I remember you had, right. give, you had to give it to D'Lo. If they was going to give it to to somebody from the Nets, he got it by default of just being healthy. Right. You know, so to me, you know, I think they could be that type of fun team next year if it's. Uh, nah, I think I think Bridges, some rookies. You know, mm-hmm. you make some timely trades. Bam, I think I think realistically you get the right point guard in here, it changes it changes the Yeah, team. that's what they really need. That, that, they that, just, that, yeah. That dynamically like because now you put people in these spots. A true point guard is gonna win the game despite Jock Vaughn. I mean look, like, besides besides that, that's hard season, to get though. Besides the season of 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 James Harden basically in total when you combine all the games, even it's probably not even that much, but Besides that, I mean, the last time this team actually had, like, a table-setting point guard, like, I really don't know what you would say. What, what it, I mean, I guess, like, the first year or two of D-Will. Yeah. But, like, but obviously that was also short-lived. I mean, you re- like, this team has basically been point guardless since the Jason yeah. Kidd era. One thing I'll like, say, as much as I hated Darren Williams, and as, like, his skills eroded, he was still, like, a solid pick and, you know, he, he was good in the pick and roll game. He was strong with the ball, generally speaking. But he really, when his confidence became shot, he he also became less trustworthy with the ball in his hands. Like he would play hot potato with it a lot, yeah. and he made and he made poor decisions. Like I always remember in that Raptor series, like the amount of horrible mis- like turnovers yeah. and mistakes he made. But like this team just hasn't had just like a like even like you know you see and a lot of us have asked for him. Even like you see a guy like Rubio and like. Rubio just like calms the the entire game down, and he just looks at like what the mismatch is and, and what the team needs, and he does it, and that's it. Like I commend Spencer for for turning himself into a point guard on the fly. Yep, like he, he's he's definitely and improved in that aspect, and that's why like tonight it's a little weird. I might have started and put the ball in Bridges' hands, knowing that they're going to double team. So now it goes to Spencer as the relief, but you know that's 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 just the way my mind. Yeah, that makes sense, it. though. You know, I mean, look, um, it's tough to like, Spencer had a fatal area at twenty-five and twelve. You know, yeah. but, like they they can't function without him on the floor, and and that and that and that becomes the problem when we, we everybody knows that in the arena, right? And you don't allow him to get fresh legs. You have to be able to. Sit him for minutes for the fourth quarter so yeah. he can ball out. Um, but I think this team is I don't know if you said it, Ben, or was it Ease that said it? One real bruising um power forward. Um 
and a point guard. I, so in this draft, I'm looking to see, to me, we'll know how good this team will be draft night. And the reason why I'm always going to say that is because I believe D, uh, Finley Smith and Joe Harris is gone. Well, I'll give you a stat right here. In a combined 44 minutes, they were one for 12, <clears throat> one for eight from three. They had eight combined rebounds and nine total points. Cam Johnson and Finney Smith. Yeah, you're not going to get rid of Cam Johnson because you can't say for KD all I got was Bridges. And even though, you know, he's he's been balling the way he's been balling, you don't give up on a 27-year-old that's just hitting his prom that, like we said, he was averaging, what, uh, 13, wait, or 13 or 14 points? Or was it 17? Either or he was, but he was shooting 45%. Even if the numbers don't hold up to, to 45, I'm thinking stop putting him at the three. Play him as the four at six eight six nine. Yeah. Well, look, they're not, it's unlikely they'll get an offer that makes them move him in the sign and trade. So they they'll, they're certainly going to bring him back. Nobody had, but think you about know. it. No, no teams really have money. So I'm hoping that they don't even bet a bid against themselves. Well, they you can let them players back in those types of deals, right? It doesn't have to be just picks. Yeah, but no, no. What I'm saying is, you know, people keep talking about all the money he's he's going to get, and my thing is, who has money? Sacramento, Detroit, the Spurs, Houston, Houston. Like Houston, don't need another four, three, four. They got enough of those. You know, though Houston will might think that you know if they have cash to burn, they say this is a young veteran. Yep. That can, or like Orlando, who's been on a winning team. Orlando might say this is the kind of young veteran we need. So we, all right. So so think about it, Orlando. Where is he playing? You sitting? You sitting? You sitting? Vaughn's down and and, and um. The rookie of the year? No, he plays their position. Come off the bench, you know, six man type role. You're not, you're not giving them, you're not giving somebody like you just said all that money for them to come off the bench. Well, look, and that's why, in the and that's, this. I'd be prepared to walk away if I had to. There's a number. Oh no, I, no, I know, I know how you feel, and that's why I'm saying I don't even think the number is going to be that scary. I think he's going to get a little bit more than Joe Harris money. But when you look at it, when the money kicks in, it'll be Joe Harris money. It'll be little money. And, you know, Clay, they could also even do, like, we'll give you a little bit more money but less years, right? So that, for them, they can get out of it quicker. It's easier to move if they have to. So maybe there they can, you know, 17 to $19 million a year over, you know, three, four years. He wants more. They'll say, you know, fine, we'll give you that 21, 22. But, you know, the third year has got to be a team option. The Knicks have done a lot of that lately. So they'll say, we'll give you the money up front those first two years, but, you know, the third year, that's a team option. Now, can... do you think, now, do you think he gets the four or five year? Because I don't think they're giving him a three year. Because if, if they match, it's going to be a four year. If they do it on their own, then it's a three. It could be three and up. Yeah. It'll be interesting. He's got, what, they have nine games left? Yeah. I, Plus players. So, I, so, you know, maybe they get a series in. He may, may play better as the year goes on. But the way he's playing now, he's certainly trending – down and oh, he, look, he played so he lost, two minutes tonight, bro. That's he lost some. Bad. He lost some money. He lost. He's definitely losing money. But then you know what you also got to think about is that it's here. Players come here, and yeah, for the Seth, most part, they stink. I bet you, as Seth soon Curry, as they leave the same thing, right? As soon as they leave here, their numbers go back up. When Seth Curry, uh, Sam, we've had this combo. When Seth Curry came here, I figured 
they would move Joe thinking we're going to have to give Curry that 17 to 20 million a year. Yeah. Cause that, that's the kind of player he was with, with, with uh, Philly. Yeah. And, I thought he, and I remember I said, you thought he was going to get 12 or something like that. His oh, I thought he was, was, I thought he was getting way more than that. Yeah. You did say that. And then I kept saying, I was like, yo, he's going to cash in. It's going to be 12 to 15 at most three years, 45. No, I don't I mean, even know if he'll get I mean, that. I mean, look, to, to, I mean, to be fair to the Nets, I mean, his, his ankles have, are really the thing that's tanked him. I mean, possibly. Yeah. Like, and, and also like the team has been so small at the center spot. Like, it's harder to hide him when you don't have Embiid eating the paint up. But hey, look, guys, they got nine left. You know, to me, there's almost no bad outcome. If they get in the lottery, I'm happy. If they play better towards, like, I was rooting for them tonight during the game. But normally, where I would have fallen off the handle when they lost, I just said, oh, "That's what? No, that's what I said." Clay was like, said he was like upset and in shock, and I was kind of like, you know what? Like, no, I, I, I was, said, but I wasn't upset. I was in shock because I, I, I said this to y'all before. The first five and the last five minutes is coaching. Like when we lost to the Bucks and we was up nine with a minute left, that's coaching. Right now to be up four with seconds, with 40 seconds, even if you hold the ball. <laughs> right, dude. Like, like, like you can let the shot clock violation. Yeah, yeah they did the worst thing possible. <laughs> like that, like, and, but- and so for me, it's just like, you had this one. My brother man. says this stuff all the time. He's like, you literally, if you would have just stood there, held the ball, and chucked it up in the air, yeah, for like the last thirty seconds, would have been seconds. better than what you just did. <laughs> like you can't make this up. So for yeah. me, it was just like one of those, wow, this collapses. Like, yeah. and you know, I'm also the person that always say, I think they're tuning him out now, and you know, I I, I know Bruce don't like when I say that. But, I mean, what can you possibly say to them? And they're looking at you like, they, like, like they're really looking at you like, yo, dude, this ain't it. You ain't it. The players are the first person to know. So I'm, no, I'm, more, I'm more curious when this season is over, right, and the coaches start to get fired and rehired, who are the people that they, that they bring for his assistance? Because that'll tell you our success. If it's the same rinky-dink people, we're a lot of rebound, and that's going to Houston. Well, you know what's what's funny about – Sorry, that's an interesting curveball on, like, how they make their plans for next year. (laughs) Like, they they don't even have their pick. So, my guess is we're trying to tighten things up. And that's why I said you have to get great coaches – like how, how Nash had in his first year with MDA and, and Ime so that it covers up for what Jock Vaughn don't know because all we see is Jock Vaughn chew gummy clap. That's it. Yeah. Ain't no different from Nash except Nash stood there and clapped. Yeah, I'll say my last comment of the night, you know, in fairness to the players, they all – I've probably repeated this every time we've done this, but they all came from – programs with high hopes coming off finals appearances conference finals they're now on the leftovers team they've actually shown more fight than i anticipated but you just feel like it's missing that like spark so i think that type of stuff will also improve in the offseason so that's all i got the 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 thing that i think is funny about about vaughn right is vaughn strikes me as like vaughn is to me is like the friend that 
has all like really really good intentions and you, and like you know you like the guy but he's not like a core member so you don't like really want him to like hang out when you're having like kind of the smaller group like tight knit session with your friends because like he just it seems like everyone loves the guy like he seems like he's as beloved as it gets but then at the same time like a lot of these comments that you're seeing from people and like like I think I think what Kool-Aid said about Cam is 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 true and I think what you're seeing from like other players and the way that they've responded to some of his stuff and like even look like everything that went on in Orlando was obviously not great a lot of that was his fault but like he just strikes me as a guy that everyone wants to root for but at the end of the day it's like dude you're like you're beloved but like there's there's nothing wrong with uh with with, with being the bridesmaid and not the bride in uh in this situation you, you can make a lot of money being an assistant coach for a while he, he's the assistant that uh you know the players bitch about the head coach too yeah. right exactly he's got like the Ty Lue when like David Blatt was there except Ty Lue obviously can coach but like it's you know who he is? He's the guy that you move from the coaching staff and put him in the front office. I think, he's, I think he's a good talent evaluator. I think he knows talent. He doesn't know how to use talent. Yeah. I'll see you guys, I'll see you guys at the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll be there. We'll, we'll be there this year. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. Yeah. Uh, cool. I mean – I feel like should we do you want to wrap up with just a couple of players that we've watched in college that were that were that were excited excited well for I guess what we should first do is where do you think realistically right now where do you think the Nets and the Suns end up and then I'll tell you who Tankathon has going in those slots right now. Okay, I don't. I think we're going to the lottery. Okay, um, and I and I'm going to say we're going to get a top ten pick. Yeah, top um, ten, okay. Yeah, because it's it's even now. You know, it doesn't mean just because you know your record's a little bit better than somebody that you can't get the first. You know, you can't move up. So I think the Nets get top ten. At worst, they're gonna get twelve. Okay. Um, I think Phoenix. Let's say KD ends up coming back the last three games. They'll probably win one of those. Because I also don't think he's going to come back like how he came back with us and play all those minutes. Yeah, they're going to ease him in. Um, okay. Here you go, bud. Sorry about that. <laughs> you good? So, so you know, I think that Phoenix will end probably anywhere from eighteen to. T- 17 to 22. Okay. So, all right. So, we'll start. I'll start with Phoenix because it's more exciting to get to the net stuff. But 17 to 22, Tankathon has um, the kid from New Zealand, Ryan Rupert, at 17. 18, they have Chris Murray, Keegan's brother from Iowa. Mm-hmm. 19, they have Derek Lively, who me and you are out on. 20, they have Kyle Filipowski from yeah. Duke. Uh, yeah. 21, they have one of our favorites going to the Nets right now, Jordan Hawkins. And then 22, they have the youngest guy that's going to be in the draft, Gigi Jackson from South Carolina. Um, and then in the 10 to – I'll do like 10 to 14 right now. They okay. have Nick Smith from Arkansas, who I've been very unimpressed with. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of him. They have Keontae George from Baylor going 11. Mm, he's small. They have Taylor Hendricks going 12. I like him. I like him also. They have Cason Wallace going 13, who me and you liked, but he was I, a shaky. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit down on him after seeing his run. He and then 14 and 15 has the two uh, – the two, what you call it, the two big uh, Big Ten guys that didn't make the tournament, Bryce Sensabaugh and Jet Howard from uh, Ohio State and Michigan. Mm. Okay. I'll say this. My, I'm going to give you all three people I like, high-end, low-end, however people want to say, in a mystery. My mystery person, and I'm going to say it for – it could be the ladder pick. It could be the, the, the Phoenix pick. I I would take the big man from um from Indiana, uh Jenkins Horace, and make him play the four. Or I would do um is a boozla. I think I, I hope I'm saying it right. Probably not though. From um Arizona, he plays the four. He could be like our marketing, our Laurie marketing. So he's you were, averaging, you were he's talking average. first about um about uh Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah. From Indiana, yep. Yeah, he's physical. He's a physical four. Yep. And that's and that and that's me saying if we can't get Hendricks, because I like Hendricks at the four. He's defensive, he's an explosive athlete. And then uh, and, he, and he can shoot. But so those are my two mysteries. The, the the Horace Jenkins or Jenkins Horace and the big fella from Arizona that's the power forward. Azulas Tabulas, it looks like. Yes, yeah. The man is averaging twenty and eleven. And he can hit free throws and he's shooting like thirty one percent from the three. He's that a means, big guy, six eleven, two forty five. Yeah, and he moves. So to me he looks like Laurie Marketing. To me. You know, that's them Arizona guys. Yeah. Um now my my first point guard, if I can get Jalen Hood, who I think is a SGA clone. Yep, that's who I want also. They have him going 16, so we would be able to get him based off this if he's in the lottery, if we're in the I, lottery. I, I would snatch him up immediately. Um, my second get would be if we look at – because I'm looking at a point guard. Yeah, I think whoever the Nets, whoever the Nets pick in that first pick, like the highest pick, has to be somebody who can dribble drive. Because yeah. you need to have two you you need to have two or three people on the court that could do that at, at the same time. So um I would I would take Sasser from from Houston. I love his game. And and he can shoot. Um then I would take Hawkins. I like I like him. Uh as a dribble drive person who can score, or I, I know we're not going to get um, my man Grady from Kansas because that would be a nice three. Yeah. Um, and so, and my and my my last sneaky pick, you know who I'm gonna say? The big man from 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 uh, um, Creighton. Yep. Because we have a late second round pick, and I think you you snatch him up. And now you have your stretch five. Yeah, I like a lot of those. I like a lot of those guys that you're at. I think one thing we're seeing, especially because a lot of the people right now that are having big tournaments are not guys who were project big projected lottery picks. So I think this draft is going to be 
a little weird. I'm sure a lot will depend on um, how the combines in Chicago go. And, uh, and, and, and obviously like, it seems like the top three is basically set whether Brandon Miller can pass scoot. We'll see. But beyond that, you basically, even the top five almost seems set with, uh, uh, with Wemby scoot, Brandon Miller and the Thompson brothers. But uh, I think they, I think they dropped both the Thompson brothers. I think they dropped because they're, 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 they're older for, for high school. Right. Um, and then yeah, they're twenty. Then, yeah, but then you have also other twenty-year-olds who are playing college right now in the tournament, and their stock is rising. So if I was three or four behind you, I'm you're getting to see me on the national stage now, for for all the chips, and I'm performing. Well, you know what's amazing with with so the only so the only players right now that are projected to go in the first round from Tankathon that are still in as we record this podcast on Thursday night March 23rd so you have Brandon Miller at Bama Jarris Walker at Houston Villanova didn't make it Arkansas is out Kansas is out Baylor's out UCF is out uh Kentucky's out Ohio State Michigan didn't make it Indiana's out Iowa's out Duke is done UConn's still going so you have Jordan Hawkins is still playing South Carolina, Pepperdine, uh, what Xavier plays, I think, tomorrow. Colby Jones, the shooting guard, he's still left. Yeah. And and Sasser, that's it. So we basically have four guys left in the first round that can still that can still uh, make their mark. I mean, there are some guys who I thought played well in the tournament. Like I thought uh, Terquavion Smith from NC State was awesome, and he reminded me of Maxi a little bit. Uh but I thought I thought all the Duke guys were pretty unimpressive, except Derek Whitehead to me has like a ton of talent. You could see why he was so high in the in the high school rankings. Uh, but beyond that, and and Huchifino played well uh, for Indiana. I, I or generally I just I mean me and you love his game, so I'm always going to think he plays well, basically. You but, know, and I, and I'm big on fast guards because I want you to be like Spencer. I like him because he gets to he has a burst with him that he can get by people. And even though uh, Hood doesn't have that, he has the herky-jerky, crafty SGA game, and I think he has a better jump shot than SGA had coming out. Oh, I agree. And he's, what, 19 years old, freshman? Yeah. So, you know, that's something to me that he could work on. Um, Hawkins put on a show tonight. Uh, I mean, it's going to be, you know, it, it's going to be on what are you sold on? Now, right. my question is this. If OKC, well, it can't be OKC. If Orlando got the first pick, would they take Victor? Yeah, I, I think I, I think, I think, every team that gets the first pick is taking him. Even, like, I'm trying to think who has, like, a great center that's going to be in the lottery. But, I mean, like, I, I can't see a team not, not, not taking him, basically. You know, I'm not big on him. I get it that you have to do it, but I don't think he's going to be what everybody thinks he's going to be. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I've I've been big on – I just generally have been very unimpressed with this draft. I know everyone says this draft is good, and they're saying that 2024 is one of the worst drafts in a while, which, ever, which I feel like they always say that about, like, the coming year. But, I, like, I'm just – the guys that I've seen play – 
I I haven't been unbelievably impressed with, especially when you like look back at like uh, past years and how and uh, and how good some of these how good some of these drafts were. Well, that's um, because you don't see. I get what you're saying. So when they say 2024, that means there's no bona fide number one surefire number one pick, right? Yep. And when you look at it this year, you you say, okay, it's top heavy, as in stars, but. The reason why this draft is considered to be so good is that you have a lot of high impact players to come in immediately and have an impact on the team. Right. So that that's why you know it's it, it's the depth. It's not so much yo you going to get a LeBron or something at fifteen. No. Or you know you, it's just the fact that you're going to get a good role player that's going that can swing something for you. Yeah, I mean, look, and to be fair, I didn't love last year's draft, which I think last year's draft has proven to not be super great. I mean, we haven't seen Chet yet, but Paolo's obviously been great. Jabari Smith was disappointing. Keegan's been good on the Sacramento team. Jaden Ivey's up and down. Loved Me and you loved Matherin. He's obviously been great. But then you have, like, Sharp, who's up and down. Dyson Daniels isn't even getting a ton of run. Sohan has is, is been solid, but we'll see. Johnny Davis, like, barely plays. Uzman Jang isn't playing much. Jalen Williams has been the really good surprise. Which um, one? Which, uh, yeah, <laughs> which the, one? <laughs> the, the, shooting, the shooting guard has been great. Okay. Um, but 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 then you look at 2021, which was a draft I love that had you know Cade and Mobley and Jalen Green and Scotty Barnes and Suggs, who I still believe in, and Giddy, Kaminga, Franz Wagner. You know these are I mean. Uh, Duarte, uh, Shangoon, Trey Murphy. This is like a to me. This is like a big time draft. Uh, oh, don't forget Ryan, Cam. Tom, don't forget. Don't forget Cam Thomas and them. Yep, oh, they was in that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Herb Jones, your favorite. Io, uh, me and you, the guy that me and yes. you both like. That draft has proven to be really good. So, I mean, we'll see. Maybe this draft will be more like 2021, where there's just a lot of guys who are plug and play. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I think for the Nets, I agree with you. I think it would be great if they got a point guard. I think I think if they're not going to get a point guard, especially high up, because I I think Sasser is going to be in, a, in an interesting range for them. Like, I think that Hendricks is kind of the high upside, fun, power forward guy that Nets fans have wanted for a while from, for people who don't know, who, who's from UCF. He's a freshman. He's, he's like, not, just turned, he turned 19 pretty recently. Um, yeah, he's a baby, yeah. And he's shooting th- this year. He shot almost forty percent from three. He's six nine, two ten. Like he's the and he also a lot of I mean a lot of draft scouts think that free throw percentage just shows more of how you'll be as a shooter. He's shooting like almost eighty percent from the free throw line. So he's shooting like forty from the three. Something yep, like that. Yep. He's so like thirty nine and a half. So he, he's going. He's going to be good. Yeah, he strikes me as someone who I feel like will end up rising. Unfortunately, he I should feel be like, a top five pick. He yeah, I be. think he's gonna right because guys like that. It's kind of like what happened with Barnes. How Barnes just kept rising and rising. Like to me, he's a to me he's a young Siakam with a real three point shot. Yeah, to me. And so if you tell me you're gonna pair him at the four, you're gonna let him continue to play the four. That means now he's your stretch big. Yeah. You can play Clax next to him or Ben. Like that's how I'm looking at I don't I don't think right now we're a free agent destination unless you're coming here and you know you are you truly gonna get minutes and you know you wanna showcase to get that payday. Because right now 
that's my one knock about the Nets as a fan and just, you know, I like to deal with the business of basketball. That's how I like to think about it at, at this point. Yep. If I'm a free agent, why would I come to the Nets when you've shown you don't play your free agent the yeah. last three years? No, I, I, I totally hear it. I think it's – it. how, can, how can you to play when you're playing with the stars and you're playing for something and can't play when you're not playing for nothing? Like, yep. really think about that. Like, something was starting when we were when we were a contender. He was starting getting rotational minutes. Now you're not playing for nothing, and I say nothing meaning when no chip, and he you can't find no minutes for him. Right. It, it makes no sense because the only person you brought in was Spencer. So Spencer replaces Kyrie. So what guard is better than him after that? It's the same. It's the same team. I'm with you. Um, any final final thoughts? Obviously, we're coming off of uh, like a beyond a gut punch. I'm I'm actually surprised. Like it, it really shows how um, uninterested or just unemotional I am about this that I didn't like break anything because like I, I mean I remember when that when that Wizards game happened, which we were talking about at the top, like. I almost like I almost lost it, and this just like it was just like like to me I was just kind of numb to it. I was like, all right, I was like, this season from hell has just gotta like, gotta end. I hope it <laughs> I hope it ends with them out of the I hope it ends with them out of the playoffs at this point. Like, and especially the worst case scenario to me is the seven eight seed. I can't watch like four games against Milwaukee. Like, I just can't. Well, I'm not as invested anymore. I. Uh... I caught this game in the second half, especially with March Madness going on. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather watch more exciting games, more meaningful. Um, to sum this up, I, I just think we're at the point where it's whatever happens, happens. Um, I'm, I'm almost leaning on, let us, let us make the lottery. Let yep. us get a chance to, to get the real talent and, like I said, for me, my main thing is watching when the when the season is over and the coaches get fired, would assistants come to the Nets? Or do you see Jacques Vaughn parting ways? And last but not least, I'm still waiting for the Marks extension. Yeah, you and, gotta think that's coming sometime. And if it doesn't come and he's gone, I'll be happy because that means Jacques Vaughn to be gone. Unless, yeah. unless, unless they make Mark's basketball oper- the the president of basketball operations, and then bring in a new GM, right? Because this just to have a new fresh pair of eyes to and where where now it's a real partnership where the GM is allowed to do his job, and him and Mark's can collaborate like they like they like the word they like to use. Yeah. You know who the you know who who was the Nets last lottery pick? Give me a second. Nets last I just looked this pick? up. I I, All right. I mean, they, Don't they, tell me, don't tell me, don't I tell won't me. I'll tell you. Um that's how we'll end it. People can uh, people uh can guess while they're uh when they're listening as well. It's probably Derek Travis. Yep. Nice job. Thirteen at the thirteenth close to the thirteen year anniversary. Yeah, third pick. When it yep. should have been Boogie. Or I was and I'm, I'm I'm in his draft video. I had a I had a uh, 
I was there with my friend. We had a poster that said, Nets, you owe us some favors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was there at the garden or the, the theater at, at, at MSG. Wow. Yep. And that's some history for y'all asses. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the last. So, so hopefully we'll get our first lottery pick in 13 years. And by the way, so for everyone who says like, you know, what was me Nets fans? I mean, obviously some of those picks went to Boston, but this team has been in the playoffs a bunch. Like it's, we're not a, we're, we're, we're not living in the lottery like Sacramento. Listen, and the words of Joe Johnson, it's not that bad here. Exactly. Let's end it on that. All right. This is Podthorn. Later.